This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Monday, June 6, 2011. I'm Caleb Brown. Peter Diamond has withdrawn his nomination to serve on the Board of Governors at the Federal Reserve, but the politics of this episode at the Fed shows the agency is anything but independent. Mark Calabria, Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute, comments. Peter Diamond, who has taught at Massachusetts Institute of Technology since about 1966, recently won the Nobel Prize in Economics. He has been appointed, actually three times have been appointed by President Obama to serve on the Board of Governors of the Federal Reserve System. Each time his nomination has essentially been opposed by Republican senators. He is, at this point, recognized that he's unlikely to get a confirmation from the Senate and has withdrawn his nomination, essentially given up in Going back to Cambridge, a lot of the this this discussion about Peter Diamond's nomination has taken a variety of turns uh, and touches on a variety of issues. First of which is there are provisions in the Federal Reserve Act that actually stop him from being able to serve on the Federal Reserve Board. Uh, for instance, the Federal Reserve Act requires each of the governors to be from different Federal Reserve districts. Uh, Peter Diamond, as he himself has admitted is from Massachusetts, has lived there essentially all of his life, uh, or most of it. We already have a Fed governor, Dan Tarillo, who's from Massachusetts. So you cannot point another governor to serve when another governor is already from that district. Um, This has been brushed over, sometimes ignored in the past, uh, but this is probably the most egregious example. The administration has actually said uh, that because Peter Diamond once gave a lecture at Northwestern, that makes him from Chicago. So it's become ever creative readings of the definition. Uh, And of course, this was put in place so that the original founding of the Fed, there'd be a geographic representation uh, of perspectives on the board. Uh, And currently, every member of the Federal Reserve Board sitting now is from a state that President Obama won. Uh, All but one of them is from east of the Mississippi, and that one is Janet Yellen from Berkeley, California. So there's really not this perspective of the Midwest or or even the Southeast uh, reflected on the board. And and obviously, different parts of the country have different economic situations. Uh, And so having those perspectives on the board was thought to be important. But moving beside, because Congress has never been one uh, to let itself be bothered by the law, uh, and despite the fact that he's not allowed to serve by statute, uh, Democrat members of the Senate have consistently voted to move him forward. And so some of the discussion and certainly much of the debate uh, and contention is really about essentially his philosophy. Um, I do think that many see the Federal Reserve as kind of the Supreme Court of economics. uh, And you're seeing some of these fights over just very core decisions and philosophies uh, determine whether someone will get to the court. This is not the first time. Uh, Last uh, Congress, or rather I should say the Congress before, Randy Krosner, of the University of Chicago was a sitting governor, was reappointed. And because then Banking Committee Chairman Christad did not like uh, Professor Krosner's views on bank regulation, he refused to move him forward and sat on his nomination. So this is certainly not the first Fed nominee that's gotten caught up in politics. But a lot of what is driving this is really a fundamental view over how much do you think we can affect unemployment via inflation? You know, economists talk about this in the Phillips curve framework. Uh, in his New York Times sort of fell well, I'm, I'm taking my toys and I'm going back to Boston. Uh, Peter Diamond explicitly said that 
we need to worry about unemployment and we need to address it via monetary policy. And he's been very explicit in that mindset. There are a number of Republican senators who I think are greatly concerned uh, about that perspective. Many of them see that, you know, we tried in the 60s and 70s trying to bring down unemployment via loose money. Didn't work too well. Uh, many would argue that the Fed's activities post 9-11 in the dot-com bubble uh, were driven by a desire to keep unemployment low. So we created a housing bubble to be able to manage unemployment. So there's a very real concern that putting diamond on the board would help further essentially the very dovish nature uh, of current of the current board makeup when it comes to inflation and so essentially a vote for diamond is a vote for inflation uh, and i think that was seen very much in that perspective uh, there was also a concern that his academic work has tended to be in labor markets and pensions and social security has not tended to be in monetary policy has not tended to be in bank regulation he has never been a bank examiner uh, so even though there are other people who I think Republicans wouldn't necessarily like as much, uh, those people have been able to get through because of the experience they've had otherwise. Um, I mean, for instance, I would characterize Diamond's views on inflation is not all that different than, say, Janet Yellen, who's currently the vice chair and who did get confirmed by the Senate. Uh, but the fact is, is that she was president of New York for that. She was president of the San Francisco Fed for quite a while, so she's got that uh, experience that makes it very hard to say she has no no background in this. Whereas Diamond has again been an academic his entire life, and again brings um, viewpoints that many find particularly troubling at this moment in history. Uh, again, I think many on the other side would say it's all the more important that we, you know, open the spigot so that we can do something about unemployment. And of course, I think it's important to recognize that unemployment is the most the most pressing concern economically. The question is whether you think it's a concern that's amenable to change my monetary policy, or do you think it's a concern that's driven by structural factors? And, and again, in his sort of farewell um, comments. Diamond went out of his way to say he did not think that labor market problems facing us today had structural components or that there was a mismatch. Uh, so, you know, my view where you have two million unemployed construction workers, maybe that happens to be related to the housing bubble having burst. Whereas in Diamond's view, uh, we have two million unemployed construction workers because we don't have enough money in the system. So, uh, of course, these lead to you very different conclusions. Uh, and, you know, whether this is a raising of the bar in terms of debates about Federal Reserve governors, I think remains to be seen. It's important to keep in mind that whereas Supreme Court nominees tend to be almost party line votes that go out for weeks and, you know, you know days of testimony, it's been typical for a Federal Reserve governor, even chairman, to get a day, half a day of hearings to move on unanimous consent on the floor of the Senate without even a vote. So I do think we're at a moment where, because of uh, concerns about inflation, concerns about the economy, that the level of scrutiny that the Fed's going to be getting uh, has increased. Now, by and large, I think it's a good thing. I mean, this certainly forces uh, a debate about the Federal Reserve into the public. Mark Calabria is Director of Financial Regulation Studies at the Cato Institute. Read more of his work at Cato.org.